When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts. And if you still have it, and if you didn't delete it over the weekend, Spotify Podcasts as well. Yeah. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the guys at LakersBall.com, and also the other guys at Lakerholics.com, plus our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, which goes ahead and does everything that they can to support our show on social media. It is truly appreciated. Well, the Lakers come back home. Get a few days rest. Still doesn't help LeBron's knee any because he was out of the game once again today as they were home in the crypt facing off against the Portland Trailblazers. So who knew what kind of team we were going to get against another team which is having a similarly struggling season. Their season's been pretty much up and down as well. And their status for the future is very uncertain, just like the Lakers. But for tonight, these two teams matched up. Both of them struggling mainly on the defensive end most of the season. And wouldn't you know it, they play a defensive-minded game for most of the game. Whether it's because it was bad offense or was it bad defense. I think it was a little bit of both from what I was seeing. But the Lakers still kept a first-half lead at one point, even though their second quarter was absolutely atrocious. But they did have a strong start to the game, so I compliment on that. Carmelo Anthony looked like he went into the wayback machine of old and pulled out another great game. 24 points for him, 5 of 6 from 3, 8 of 12 from the field. Can't complain on that. Anthony Davis, 30 points, 15 rebounds, 3 block shots. Looking like the old AD. What do you know? Until he gets injured again. Let's hope. Keep our finger crossed. That doesn't happen. But okay, first half of the Lakers as they ended up with a one-point lead. But third quarter came around kind of listless all over the place, and they fell behind to Portland by as many as six. But in the fourth quarter, right at the start of the fourth quarter, played a strong, strong defensive effort right there for you in the fourth quarter. And they came back to pull away in the latter half of the game. And Portland, without 
Damian Lillard and just relying on a whole bunch of poor shooting. Really couldn't get the job done. And the Lakers pull out a 99 to 94 victory. The box score says it all. Very, very good defensive performance. And really, you have to beat a team when they're shooting only 35% from the field. They're only shooting 33 from the three-point area and only making half their free throws. There's no excuses. And the Lakers weren't much better because this wasn't a very eye-pleasing game to see. I'll just say that much. It was actually not very pretty. But you know what? The Lakers, when we say here at the show, a win is a win. And here today to talk about the game are three, not one, not two, but three great guests indeed that will also hear me when I go ahead and rant on the organization later in the broadcast, because I really have a lot of concerning that something came up in an interview with Sam Amick along with Jerry West the other day. So we'll talk about that later. But here today, start off first, is one of the guys that's there at LakersBall.com during their game time chat that they have. Go ahead and join the group today at every game, like tomorrow night's game at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, again, not a great or pretty offensive game by any stretch of the imagination. Carmelo and Anthony Davis were the only real standouts on the offensive end for the Lakers, but the defense got enough done, and you got to take a win anytime you can get it. I wish I could say. Well, you know, okay, I'll take the win. Anytime. Okay, I was preparing tonight for a loss at some point in the second quarter. I didn't and know. The third quarter was looking like it was going to be. Yeah, nice. except the, the little hope in the third quarter was they were stinking just as much. But I was, I was at that point, and and the thing is, I did a really bad thing today. I watched the last dance today. I'm putting a pool in my my house, and I decided to take the day off, you know, to, to help the excavator, right? That's kind of my business, too. That won't help your stress level. Well, here's the thing. I'm watching The Last Dance, and I'm watching basically perfection for right. an entire decade. And then I'm – then you, I literally, like, finished, and then it was the Lakers. And then I'm watching 17 offensive rebounds, like, two and a half quarters later. I'm just sitting there going – Holy crap. I, I, I don't even know what to say. It, it's Well, even with AD in the lineup, it really doesn't expound upon too much the defensive rebounding capabilities. I've seen the team get really out-rebounded in the past with just AD. And AD coming back to the lineup, at least on that end, hasn't helped a whole lot. They're still getting out-rebounded. They need two big guys back there to go ahead and play off in the lane. And again, it's one of those things where you're, you're, you're not – getting it like i don't know what's going on I, I part of the chat today was there's no there's no end in sight for this it, it, well that's like, not the come they stay close because portland was missing everything but they were always able to get the rebound not only that but i'm thinking to myself you know i'm kind of thinking a little bit ahead i'm going who's out there in the summer coach wise trade wise there's nothing and they have nothing no assets for the next five years I, I, I kind of got depressed, and I'm not one of those people that gets depressed. I was actually depressed in the third quarter. <laughs> I, I was just – and I, I was typing it onto the game time chat. I'm going, I, what are we going to look forward to? We, we have nothing. Like, if they don't win, we're done. And then you brought up a good point. What what the organization did earlier today or yesterday, I think it was yesterday. It was actually, it was actually over a year ago. It was okay. last season. Yeah, yeah. that was it, – that... it just came up in an article the other day. But I'll, I'll go into detail on that later. Let's, just, let's go ahead and cover the game right now, Joe. I know – I'm, I'm really amped up to talk about it because, again, to me it leads to a larger issue because it's been 
I wanted to talk to Jamie and to Sean Grice yesterday, and they couldn't make it on the air yesterday. And I was really upset. I've been walking around upset for 24 hours on this. But Kenneth Stone is just on our chat room. He's been saying he, he didn't think that Vogel played Dwight Howard enough. Dwight Howard had some positive numbers today. He's doing a ride, 10.7 rebounds. But, Kenneth, I mean, Dwight Howard is not the Dwight Howard of 2013. I mean, we've got to get that back out of there. Yeah, as soon as they start playing the zone and there was they were effective, yeah. that's where the, Dwight became kind of. It's so hard to play him now. Extended old, minutes. He is a non-current era big. It's just not. I have to hear this every game a lot of times. Why didn't they play uh, Dwight more? I go. Do you understand how basketball works? <laughs> I mean, like seriously, guys, this guy, the, the, the lanes need to be open. You know, we already struggle enough. You know, seeing uh, a B as much as. His defense was really good today. Missing those open corner threes just absolutely killed us. And we could have put this game away much, much earlier. And those are the type of things that just absolutely drive you nuts. How an NBA player cannot hit from 40% from the 40% mark wide open threes. I don't understand why that doesn't, that's not a consistent thing. It's just mind boggling to me. But more, more than that is it's the fundamentals is really what's, Every game, game in and game out, that absolutely drives me nuts. If they were well, that's a that's a league wide thing. I mean, you can see yeah, that it's 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 just a league wide thing. It's so bad, but the Lakers have really gotten bad with it. And I, I don't this all comes down to again, I don't think the NBA coach is allowed to coach anymore. I think the the divas and the power the, the players in power well, also they don't practice as much during the season. They in fact hardly at all. I don't, I don't, I, I, I would like to think that as a veteran player, especially if you're a great one, you would think that practicing the fundamentals would be part of your training regimen if you forgot, which it looks like a lot of them have. So, well, well, Kenneth, let, Stones, let, well Kenneth Stone's out there in our chat room and he is certainly high on the Lakers still. He still says, come playoff time, the Lakers have a roster to compete. That's if they're healthy, Kenneth. In order for them to go ahead and compete, they're going to go ahead and have a full, healthy team. And they got to go ahead and do something about having another big person inside who's consistent and can rebound. But that's another issue another day. And then, of course, the perimeter defense. We won't even go into that. But that's another two podcasts that we'll probably have from now and then. But Laker Tom is also here from Lakerholics.com. Please read his latest articles that are now available to you and all the great things that he does there and corresponds. He's very, very, very responsive on the chats over at Lakerholics.com and also at Laker Tom on Twitter. Tom, great to have you here, my friend. Hope your shoulder's feeling better. Doing well, Gerald. Doing well. Always after a win, it feels like a little bit more tingly. I got a little bit more feeling in it, right? (laughs) Yep. So what are your thoughts on the game? Again, the rebounding is still something that's going to be an issue with this team's current roster. I think even with LeBron and AD back there, they still have a tendency to not go ahead and, and cover the defensive boards as well as I think that they should. But your thoughts on the game? I mean, you can't really put too much into it. I mean, the defensive well, yes, performance was know, solid. I can't, I can't argue. Matter. Well, hold on. I can't argue with a defensive performance when you hold a team under 40% from both the three and two area. You really can't argue with what a defensive performance today uh, in regards to what they did, no matter how bad Portland was playing up there. Well, I mean, I thought we played some good defense. You know, there was, I thought AD played excellent defense. I don't know how many blocks they had. I think Three. we had seven, seven blocks altogether. I think Joe's right. Avery Bradley played some excellent defense. You know, it was a really frustrating game for THT. 
really frustrating game for Russ shooting the ball. And Monk couldn't hit anything. Melo saved us in the first half. You know, I said before that this game is was exactly what it was. We beat a team that was that we were slightly better than by a very slight margin. And we were missing our best player. They were missing their best player. We didn't show anything tonight that would give any of us any confidence that the next 30 games are going to be different than the first 52. I agree in principle that the Lakers, you know, the only real silver lining that the Lakers have is that by some weird cosmic dust hitting the world and and LeBron and AD for some reason being sick, being injured, having to take time off, and then coming back with like maybe, how about eight games left in the season, sort of like in the bubble, coming back then and and be both being fully healthy and rested, and somehow we could miraculously win. Tom, that, Tom. It's totally Tom, possible. Tom, it's totally possible. Tom, maybe that was their plan all along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, but, my know, knee hurts. Listen, oh, my I'm, knee hurts. I'll buy most of the Golden Gate and Brooklyn bridges that people want to sell when we're talking about my team's aspirations and hopes. And I'm unabashed. I'm a fan first before I'm anything else in this in this game of basketball. But for that to happen would really take a perfect storm. And, and you know, the odds of a perfect storm are nowhere near the odds are for the uh, – three or four or five other teams who have played well this season, who have continuity, whose front offices haven't screwed up so many times as ours has, and who've been luckier with the injuries than we've been. You know, the it's possible that we can beat them because I think playing at their very best, I think that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are still both top five NBA players, maybe top two or three NBA players along with Durant. And a lot of it is how hungry is AD? And how healthy is LeBron going to be? If AD hits from the outside, that's a different mm-hmm. question. When he's not hitting from the outside, like a game like today where he's playing everywhere else right. well except for the outside, I don't know if you could say that. You know, I, I, I think that Joe brought up a good point, which I think is valid. It's the same thing I've been worried about, which is because THG has played so badly, our assets now really suck. And the problem is they're not going to get any better this summer. I'm kidding when it's really important for us to do something well, which raises the issue that the Lakers should seriously face the possibility that their best route right now is to get rid of Russell Westbrook, even if they have to give up that first round draft choice, because they won't be able to sign Malik Monk unless they can hard cap themselves next year. And they can't hard cap themselves as long as Russell Westbrook is on this lineup. Otherwise they can pay, the 10, they can give him the full MLE, $10 million a year, and keep the guy because he's going to be the he's, – he's really the third star on this team, more so than Russ is in many ways for what we need. What if they let him go in the summer? What if they trade Russell Westbrook in the summer? Well, I think that that's the – that is the other – here's probably what's going to happen. They're probably going to keep Russ two summers and try to trade him in the summertime. Because his trade Hopefully value goes up. In the summertime, they'll have to in order to get – in order to be able to keep Monk, they'll have to do that. Monk's not going to stay for $5 million. He'll get a lot yep. more offers than that. There'll be all of, all of the other teams with the full MLE of $10 million are going to be going after it. And you can't expect the guy to take $5 million. But his he, trade but value goes up. If his trade value is up. If we hold yeah. on to, the, to um, Russell Westbrook to the summer. 
I love I love the trade that's been thrown around for the Knicks. I think is an excellent opportunity because the the Knicks are a team where Russ could come in in the second half and then, and give them some excitement. Because they Can sure you go do. ahead and elaborate on that. Who who is being talked about? Um, it was Nerlens uh, Noel. No, I I would love to have Noel in it, but it was it's part uh, of that deal. It's part of this that deal. was because uh, uh, I'd shoot for Noel and quickly. Personally. It's like six different Knicks. Yeah, no, these, six, there there's several six, variations of the deal going out. This particular one. Oh yeah. Had Walker, Walker, Fournier, Fournier, Walker, Fournier, and Burks, That's which works bad. out pretty well because it's ninety-one million dollars of salary spent over three years that the Lakers are getting, and they're getting ninety-one million dollars salary but spread over two years. I'd throw a, clears, I'd go for uh, quickly and Noel. Yeah. And and the great thing is you just turn that into you turn that into a multi-team trade the way the Wizards did with with Russ last time. Because we may not want you. You want Walker as your point guard? <laughs> I don't really want Walker as a point guard. Although the big misuse of Walker is he's a great pick and roll point guard, and the Knicks basically aren't using him in pick and rolls. But he has been all over the place this yeah. season, from very and he, good and he's to very bad. Untrustworthy, but he's you know, and Fournier's making seventeen million. That's the big number in in that whole thing that you're that you're looking at with it. But but if you do that, think about that. You've got you're converting Russell Westbrook's $44 million a year, which is pretty untradeable, into three guys who make a, make, don't make that much. I still like my Orlando trade better. And, and listen, there's a lot of trades out there, but this one doesn't require us to give up anything but Russell. We don't have to sweeten it with the first-round draft pick. Well, I Monk, didn't talk about the first-round draft Reeves. pick. Orlando, I mean, know. what do you want? You want to use Monk and Reeves as sweeteners? You want to use... You know, you, the Lakers need to do something or else they're going to be in the same situation this summer as they find themselves now. They're going to waste the 37th year of LeBron's career, and they're going to not be in a position to really do anything. I mean, the worst thing in the world to me is if they're so stubborn that they don't get the value that they think they should get for Taylor Horton Tucker, and they keep him on the lineup, and they keep giving him minutes in the lineup and wasting that time that other players could be developing and contributing to winning. And you keep screwing the roster up with lineups like Frank Vogel was doing. And there's no way in the world that this team is going to be able to pull together and come and play like they did in the bubble and defeat everybody and win a championship. Well, THT has now become a laughingstock on the air, on media, on podcasts, everywhere. He's just, you talk about him as far as a trade asset and people just laugh. And that's just a, pretty much where we're at. He went from someone who had a lot of promise and intrigue that you and I were talking about at the beginning of the season to someone who has actually dropped off the face of the earth as far as well, he's been mismanaged. He's been mismanaged. Yeah. He, he, he turned into Sasha Vujicic is really what he turned into. Well, we thought maybe grooming the hair before every free throw. Well, it was just it, it's know, Stephen A. Smith hairstyle. You got to worry about the wristbands <laughs> with Sasha. You invest too much money in somebody who doesn't fit with what you need when you have superstars who can't shoot. You need shooters. You know, Sasha was dating someone pretty. Uh, Sasha was a shooter. Yeah. Well, he was he was a shooter. Yeah. So well, he was, he was, he was a shooter. He, he, he he was Which a tennis star shooter. was he dating? Which tennis star was he <laughs> dating Sheriff at the time? Sheriff There you go. There you go. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yeah. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But also here today to talk about the game and also what's going on with the Lakers as well. He's a good man indeed. You got to check out his five things, which actually be somewhat okay, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, even though a little bit of it, it will be same old, same old for the Lakers. But it's still a win. His five things articles that you can go ahead and catch today at Lakerholics.com. It is Jamie Sweet and Jamie. 20 minutes in, my friend. Appreciate your patience. I wanted to ask you this in regards to the game today. It was an ugly game. I think Tom said it best. It's about two teams that are pretty much deserved to be where they're at based off of what's happened so far this season. And it was a game where he pretty much can expect if it was at Portland, it would probably be five points the other way. But they were at the crypt today, so it was five points for us today. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lakers can't – the wins just need to come for us to have any chance of doing anything worthwhile – in whatever kind of postseason we end up making it to, which at this point looks like playing at best, which is astounding to me to say, like to, from where the seasons, how it looked starting off to where we sit today are just two completely different beasts that we're looking at. Nothing has gone <laughs> according to plan. All of the moves that were made this summer now in hindsight look terrible. There's, there's not going to be an in-season trade. There will not be an in-season trade. So does this mean we shouldn't do a they have to, they have to trade line special? I think we should do, still do a Lakers trade deadline special. Yeah. I mean, you can to see what all the other teams end that up was doing. One of our, yeah, well, that was you got to cut your losses and get rid of what you got because you can't you can't leave the same guys out there the rest of the year. You know, it I has to be a major we had trade. much the same discussions to this point last season, and the Lakers did absolutely nothing with the trade deadline. And yeah, I, and they ought to, I bet they're watching episode, themselves now about trading for Kyle Lowry. Your you level know, I mean, of disbelief. Look at how THT was an uh-huh. untouchable player. They wouldn't even trade for Kyle Lowry. He's still untouchable. Nobody wants to touch him. <laughs> yeah, right. Different kind of untouchable all yeah. within one yeah. year. Listen, no, less, Tom. 2027, you might as well call it the 2057 first round draft pick isn't bringing you anything. It's not. Wait, no, Jamie, I'm hearing that it's the most valuable asset the Lakers have. More valuable than DHT. It is, in theory, Jamie. It's post LeBron. It's post LeBron. The Lakers are going to have to make some serious choices this summer. Yeah, but let me just say this real quick. Kenneth Stone says, shake my head. The 73-9 and Warriors lost in the finals to LeBron. Winning a championship is not about regular season wins, but it's also, Kenneth, about no, trying but to it place is about yourself and not happens. make it the work harder for yourself. So you at I least counter be in Kenneth's a position. optimism with it's about regular season habits, and we have terrible habits as a team. We do not play good defense. We do not box out. Joe said the fundamentals. This team has zero players who box out. Zero. You're not going to win a playoff series not able to rebound. That that doesn't happen. You, you won't even win a play game. You won't win yeah, a game. Even the rebounding like teams don't box out. This, it's just an NBA thing, man. 
No, it's a, it's a is lost that, art of the is, fundamentals. Is, is that what it is, guys? Because I, I, I've watched other games. I don't notice it this badly. No, I disagree with Tom completely. I think that that's a, that's a, that's a, that's like, a, oh, it's not a big deal, guys. We're no, I'm not guys. saying that it's not a big deal, Jamie. No. I think it's, I think it's just ridiculous. But we save but, points in the paint. We also have a propensity watch to a give rebound up go up. All big games to staring up in the air like they're watching the birds. You want to know why Andre Drummond averages more rebounds per minute than anyone in the NBA right now? That's because he, he boxes out. He boxes you want to know out. Why so does your average gets boxed out a lot? This game. No, I, I well, you want to know why completely. Stephen Adams gets so many offensive rebounds and he's one of the league leaders in offensive rebounds because he boxes out. Frankly, it's like, it's like do Dwight that, still has an impact when we put him in the game. Dwight still has an impact when we put him in the game, not because he's going to catch lobs from the top of the backboard because he still does possess some of those fundamental big man skills that go a long way. The little things matter in all things. And the Lakers don't take care of any of the little things. They don't rotate. They don't fight over screens. They don't, they don't sacrifice for one. They don't another. communicate. And they're, you're just not going to win a playoff series. There's playing no leadership. the way the Lakers have played all season. I don't see it happening. There's, there's no leadership at all. There's no light. There's no light. To yeah, everybody's just... all smiles on the bench all the time during losses. And, and you're like, it must be nice. It must be nice to, you know. And, and, well, again, Vogel, trade Westbrook. Those are the solutions that you really well, ought to again, do. Again, we got to go ahead and keep this on the flow as far as, I mean, the Lakers yeah. won. People yeah, no, this this, they, tuning into us now and they'll think that the Lakers lost. We got to take an ugly cute. Listen, the Bakers cannot be choosers at this point. We'll take the wins. Ugly, cute, hot, not, doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'm also to- I'm also thinking that maybe they can go ahead and play well enough to go in a back-to-back because tomorrow they play against the Clippers still at the Crypt. So hopefully they can go ahead and, and make this into a back-to-back situation and, and go ahead and maybe earn some momentum from there. So I'm going to try and keep hopeful there. But before yeah. we head on out, guys, I wanted to go ahead. The trade speculation, we'll all have to sit down and have this again because this is something that's going to be talked about over the course of the next There's no eight space. days. <laughs> eight days. Eight days is going to be talked about, or less than that, if you're talking about Thursday. So a week from Thursday is going to be a very important time because there's – the trade deadline coming up. There's going to be a lot of talk for the Lakers, whether or not it can be executed. We'll wait and see. But before we head on out, guys, I know, again, we're all frustrated as far as what's the way the season has gone. But I do want to say that, again, the Lakers did win 99 to 95. They're still in ninth place. They're unfortunately still three and a half games behind Denver for sixth place in the Western Conference. They're still in ninth place, but they're only a half game behind the Clippers and they can hop over them if they win tomorrow. But before we end on out, guys, something that really has been bothering me, and that was The Athletic is doing a series on the top 100 NBA players of all time. And number 14, which I think is a really good spot for him, is Jerry West. I mean, whether or not you think he's a top 10 player or a top 20 player, I think 14 is right around where he fits. He fits right there, not too high, not too low. So I think that's a good spot. Maybe I would have put him like 11th or 12th, but... You know, that's just nitpicking when you're talking about that. So in, while they're doing this feature on him, Sam Amick did a sit-down with him. And one of the things that was brought up was his dissatisfaction with the Lakers organization and how they've handled things. Of course, there's been a very bitter split in the past between him as far as how he left the organization, how he wanted to come back, how they chose Phil Jackson over him, how they fired or let go of his son, no longer part of the organization. He had to leave in 2019 because they – didn't want him around either. But the thing that really sticks my, me the most is, is the revelation that they texted his wife last season 
and notified her that their tickets, their season tickets that they were promised by Dr. Jerry Buss as forever, for a lifetime, for everything that he's done for the organization. And he has done quite a bit for the organization and for also the sport of basketball was revoked. And they didn't even have the balls. And I'm going to say that on the show. They didn't have the balls to go ahead and text Jerry West directly or let him know directly in any way, shape or form. They let his wife know in a very cold and calculating way. And to me, this is a bigger sign of issues and problems as an organization. And Laker Tom, you saw how mad I was a couple of years ago during the pandemic when the Lakers, it was found out, took that PPP loan and the $4 million. To me, it wasn't about just the $4 million. It's about the principle behind actually going ahead and taking that loan. That to me, they revoked it. They they rescinded the loan after, you know, after it came out in the public and whatnot. But the fact that you actually signed up for it bothered me and I mentioned it just really was so, so upset on the show. I am now upset again that they did this to a guy that should be a Laker lifer, a guy that you actually see on the logo of your jerseys every single day when you suit up. Every time you go on the court and you see his logo, that's him. And it's just a shame that they went ahead and they did this. And the disgraceful act shows to me, that's the final kicker that this team, this organization from the very top to the very bottom needs an overhaul like no other in the NBA from the top to the bottom. We've hinted at it. We've gone around about it in our conversations. We talked about Jeannie. We've talked about Frank Vogel. We've talked about Rob Palenka. We've talked about everything under sun. We, this this whole organization, guys, needs a well, – what did Jack Nicholson say in the Batman? He said this town needs an enema. Hey, the Lakers, they need an enema, and they need it badly. They need to go ahead and recollect whatever they need to do, but Jeannie needs to sell the team. This organization needs to go ahead and re-cleanse itself because this is not the, what Lakers fans deserve. John, I, I, I 100% agree it's not what Lakers fans is, deserve, but – you know, I grew up in Southern California. I modeled my entire basketball game after Jerry West. I, I was born a block do, away from the Los Angeles Forum. I know but, this. But, and, and I agree with you 100% about the PPP stuff. And I frankly, and frankly, if you push me to shove, I'll probably agree that the entire organization needs to be totally changed, but it ain't going to happen because... I didn't Jeannie say Buss it was going to happen. I just yeah. told you what should but, happen. But let me tell you. This has just been a gutter snipe thing back and forth between Jerry West and the Lakers. And Jerry West has made so many comments that I found totally insulting that I don't care that they took his season tickets away. I do care. He's a goddamn Celtic. He's a, he's a warrior. He's not a Laker anymore. And he's burned all of the loyalty that he had in my book. No, I, I don't put it in. I'm I don't there's, it too the much, there's too much um, cachet built in that he did earlier in his life as a Laker. That should never be forgotten. What he's done for the, this team, what he's done for this most of that, most of all of the biggest attributes that people. I understand he's got old and really Bill Sharman and I get that. Who, I, I get really that. I understand that, but it is Jerry West. And hey, you know, it's a look, man. It's a look. When you do something like this and it comes to light, it's a very bad look. Joe, yeah. did you have any thoughts on this? You know, it's interesting. You brought up the PPA loan. The PPP you know, loan. PPP, I'm sorry, the PPP loan. That little decision, or I should say pretty stupid decision, 
will, will explain a lot about who you are. I actually was asked if I was going to do a PP loan for my business. And I remember commenting, I'm like, I don't need to, I have money. Then you hear about how a lot of these big companies were taking them out. And then when I heard this Lakers did it, I almost had to get my mind out of it. Otherwise I would have gotten angry. <laughs> like really? I was angry. You're they talking talk about to test to you. I was you're, angry. You're talking about a, an NBA basketball team that could sell for $5 billion right now. And it might even go to six. It would go to and, six. And you're telling me you're getting a $4 million loan for what? What do you, what, what, what's going on here? If they Sony just, can buy Bungie for 3.6, the Lakers would go above six. And if you can pay, you know, 68.7 for Activision, <laughs> Activision and Blizzard. I mean, yes. again, the character, this, this whole thing that's going on right now in, in our culture, watching the NBA, it's so, I don't know. I feel like it's depressing. There's no life. There's no, like I'm watching the Bucks play on a on TNT against Phoenix and Phoenix is playing against whatever. And I'm just like, meh. I don't, I don't, I don't feel anything anymore. And again, I, I made a really bad mistake watching the the last dance again today because <laughs> man, there was so much excitement watching this game back in the '90s and even to a degree the 2000s. And then over the last decade, it's just been trash. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I, I really believe that that veto really screwed up the NBA in a lot of ways. By taking away, by basically penalizing your 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 flagship franchise of your league, and probably more than likely costing Kobe a six or seven title, and it never you watched how when he ended his career, I mean that was the last elegant, you know, like beautiful thing about the NBA it was like it was a it was an event, just a simple eighty the eighty second game of the year was a almost an NBA finals event, almost like a Super Bowl event. We don't have those anymore. And now what are these guys doing? They're just making it worse by taking a million dollar payout to change the, the, the culture of your organization. It, you're, you're, you're in that much need for money to, to, to change your culture. Crypto.com. I mean, that reminds me of all those stupid names that they used to give out during the dot-com era, the late nineties. I'm like, dot-com. Who the hell names .com anymore? So Magic kind of let the cat out of the bag. And I actually got mad at Magic for, for a minute there because I'm like, Magic, you can't rat on your on the family. You know, I almost felt like like a mafia thing where he ratted on, his, on the family. But I think at this point, we're starting to realize, I think he had something there about the backstabbing. And, you know, maybe it wasn't just Rob and Jeannie. Maybe it was just the whole... AG too. I mean, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but it seems like they're running the operation a little bit more. And maybe it's starting to, there's some residual from that onto Genie and, and Rob. And once you go to business, you lose the the essence of what really who you are because Jerry Buss never ran. He ran a business, but he, he, he still, there was still, a, there was still heart. There was still a culture there that he never let go. It didn't matter whether it was from the eighties down to the two thousands. He always, one of the things I used to love, I used to love this thing he used to say, which was, don't worry about the rules. We'll, we'll figure out a way. You know, when they, they kept creating more and more challenges for teams to acquire players 
and acquire trades. It's because of the Lakers, because the Lakers became masters of it until, again, David Stern pretty much put a, a stake in the Lakers' heart and, and basically set them back a decade. We got one championship, which kind of gave us a little bit of a, a, a thank you through it all. And, but I don't know. I, I don't, I, I'm a Laker fan for life. I'm going to keep watching them, but that's just kind of how I'm wired and I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere regardless right. of the, of all this stuff. Cause I hear it all the time. My friends, I'm never watching the NBA. Um, they put this stuff on the court and they're all, I'm like, all right, all right, all right whatever. Okay. Whatever. I'm, I'm going to keep watching. And you know, uh, that stuff doesn't matter when they're playing. Okay. So well, they can't but, stand Pat though. That's that's the one thing that just still drives me crazy. Whatever value you have for players who really don't fit the team or haven't contributed anything, and we're talking about THT and Kendrick Nunn, you get the best you can for them because there are there are useful players out there that you can. The get Lakers to. haven't done that in forever. We let Randall walk for nothing. We let well, Caruso walk for nothing. We let we've made a lot of mistakes and, and we've made nothing but one nothing. mistake after another this season. I think we're all well again it's it's yeah because that. it's it's what what happens a lot too is and again I don't know if I can necessarily blame LeBron but anytime you let a player dictate a trade or how to do the operational part of of a team you're setting yourself up like Jerry West you better be right your Jerry West would you know he actually goes to high school games he actually went to college games he actually did the work you know magic didn't do that Phil Jackson, when we went to New York, didn't do that. You have to do that. You, you can't just be a figurehead. The only way you could get away with that is if your team already has a LeBron, a Durant, a Giannis, somebody that can kind of buffer that in a way. But it's pretty um, hard when your two superstars come up and say, hey, you know what, Rob? We just we just had dinner with Russ, and he wants to come, man. I'm, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to lie. I, I was happy about it. And the reason why I was happy. Well, I talked myself into being happy. Well, I'll about tell you why it. I was happy. I'll, I'll tell you why I was happy. Because I thought Russ was not a one. Didn't look like he was a two. I said maybe as a three and as a buffer for LeBron not ha- not to have to exert yeah. himself during the year. I said, this is actually not a bad deal. And, and insurance in case one of the other two got injured. Which right. they both did. And then they got oh, none. And really I, know, I knew a little bit about Monk. I said, anything that can work out on that end, that's cool. But none I was excited about. THT was playing well before then. So I said, okay, you know, uh, let, 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 let's see if this can kind of, you know, work itself out. Because last year, we... But we weren't we paying you to do that. We no. were paying Rob to do that. But I want you to know that I'm not trying to, you know... <laughs> I'm not trying to pull a, a double talk on this. This was I, yeah, I supported yeah. it, and I'm I I'm just the just this is much to blame for the support, if anything. But I quickly realized after about two months that I was I have never been this wrong in my life when it came to the Lakers. Usually, basketball is very like it's the chaos. No. I can't take I can't take the chaos. I just wanted to say one last thing about Jerry West. His jersey's on the wall, man. Give him his tickets back. He can refuse him. That's fine. He called the Lakers a show. Maybe that person pissed him off. Whatever. <laughs> He's on the wall. Give him his tickets back. Let him do with it. If he wants to sell them every week for, on eBay, fantastic. Go for it, Jerry. Make some money. But, like, this is classless. Yeah, it is. It is that, classless. That's, that's, that's but my West problem. But West has right? also been very classless. It's classless. Yeah, but He's you, been you know, classless, the organ- man. The organization should be bigger. 
the organization needs to be bigger than a person. This is the well, problem. They're not. Joe, they're, Joe they're, a great they're point cheaper about than the warriors, and they're. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole the, bunch the, of things in there. The culture of society has transformed to your community to just me. Okay. What what's in it for me? How about me? Hey, did you consider me? And that's how the Lakers are being run right now. And it's classless. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, those are some great thoughts from the guys out there at the Lakers fast break. But if you have thoughts on what's going on with the Lakers, LeBron's knee. What's going on with the lineups, any trade thoughts, the Jerry West fiasco, anything relating to the Lakers, go ahead and give us a shout out at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, at Laker Tom on Twitter, where he's got a whole bunch of stuff going on there. Of course, the great site, Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. You can also be part of the conversation each and every game night at Lakersball.com. Plus, you can always go ahead and email us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Once again, the Lakers, I know it didn't sound like it for most of the program, but they actually did win 99-94. to They are now 25-27. and They're still in ninth place in the Western Conference, but they have the opportunity tomorrow on Thursday night to go ahead, and if they beat the Clippers at the Crypt, they can go ahead and hop over them for eighth place in the Western Conference. So you can go ahead and check us out after the game. We'll be here live at Lakers Fast Break on Facebook. And of course, you can always catch it on YouTube. Big shout out to the YouTube viewers out there. Plus, wherever you catch us on all your favorite podcast outlets. Once again, the Lakers did win 99 to 94. We'll be back tomorrow. After the Clippers game, hopefully they'll get another win, two games in a row. We'll see what happens. They'll hop back into eighth place at the Western Conference, and we'll talk about it after the game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.